Most of my books are now available as audiobooks. Go to maniacontheloose.com slash audiobooks. If you like scary stories, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Maniac on the Loose Scary Stories Podcast. (laughs) Sit back and relax. Keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times and enjoy the ride. The Abandoned House My name is Jim Walton. I'm the owner of an incredibly successful YouTube channel called The Forbidden Adventures in which I seek out and explore abandoned structures. And I've done them all. Abandoned mansions, prisons, asylums, castles, cruise ships, mine shafts, theme parks, resorts, factories, shopping malls, sports stadiums, hotels, theaters. I'm sure I'm missing a few things, but believe me when I say I've done them all. And that was the problem. I was having a hard time finding interesting abandoned locations that were worth exploring and differentiated themselves from explorations that I had already done. My posting of new videos became less frequent and people began to grow tired of my channel. Since new videos were scarce, view counts went down along with my income. I was desperate So I made a video explaining to my audience why so few new exploration videos had been posted as of late, and I put out a call for new, unique, abandoned structures for me to delve into. Several people responded with suggestions, but unfortunately most of those recommendations were buildings that several of my competitors had already been through, or were simply lacking the wow factor I was hoping for. That was until a mysterious man named Saxon contacted me. He claimed that he knew of a large abandoned house that was set deep within a forest and that nobody knew about. He insisted that not one other person had ever explored it. That was the part that appealed to me. Most abandoned locations had a fair amount of traffic. Even if nobody else had explored it, It would be a hangout for hooligans, homeless people, or kids looking for a place to party. Thus, most locations were vandalized. The windows were typically shattered, and the walls were usually covered with graffiti. Saxon swore that was not the case with this location. He explained to me that the tenants of this house left abruptly and left everything behind. He maintained that the house was fully furnished and decorated. He described it as stepping back in time. Again, this was a rarity in my business. Most abandoned locations had been thoroughly picked through and didn't have much of interest within other than what the structure itself brought to the game. 
I told Saxon I wanted to know where the location was, but he wasn't quick to divulge that information. He had some stipulations. First, I was to come alone, which was no problem. I normally did explorations by myself. He told me it would cost me 500 bucks, which I felt was fair. If this place was what he said it was, I'd make a ton of money off of this video. Lastly, he said he wasn't just going to give me an address. He insisted he would take me there himself. I agreed to all of it and hopped on a plane. The location was a few states over from me in western Kentucky. Once I landed, I was to take a cab to an address that Saxon had provided. He told me he'd meet me there. The cab driver was a bit leery as his GPS took us into a ghost town that had long been deserted. Saxon hadn't mentioned the town. If the house he spoke of didn't work out, the ghost town might just do. I thought it was fantastic, but it gave the driver the creeps. He dropped me off in the front of an old cafe. The front windows of the cafe were caked with so much dirt, I couldn't even see into the building. Send the cabbie away. The voice was scratchy and came from within the shadows of a nearby alley. His request was strange, suspicious, eerie, all that, but I understood. This guy was being cautious. This was his golden goose. He didn't want to take a chance of anyone else discovering it, so I paid the cab driver, and he sped away. Once the purr of the cab's engine disappeared into the distance, Saxon stepped out of the alley. Saxon was a tall, slender man in his late forties. He wore a white, food-stained tank top and black pants that were held up by suspenders. His thinning hair was slicked back. His face was riddled with stubble, barely hiding his various acne scars. He had dirty hazel eyes that held a haunting radiance. When he smiled at me, he revealed his missing front teeth. Oh, hi. I unconsciously took a step away from him as he approached me. Saxon let out a chuckle. That's the way most people react when they see me. I held up an apologetic hand. I'm sorry, you just caught me off guard. Don't worry about it, I'm used to it. So, where is the place? Is it close by? Saxon gazed at me sternly. Turn around, I gotta blindfold ya. My brow crinkled in confusion. Had I heard him correctly? If you want to see the place, you have to let me blindfold you. Then I'll lead you there. I thought long and hard about his proposal. I was being asked a lot to fully trust this sketchy-looking character. Evidently, Saxon could read the hesitation from my expression and turn to walk away. Fine, deal's off. Wait, I'll do it. Saxon walked back to me and stared blankly at me for an unusually long period of time, causing me to shrug. What? He held out his hand. The five hundred bucks. Oh! I took out the cash and handed it to him. He then proceeded to spin me around and blindfold me. From there, he led me into the woods.
We traveled through the dense forest for at least an hour. Saxon would occasionally guide me through obstacles saying, Take a long step over this log, or bend down, there's a bunch of tree limbs here. It was when I could hear the steady babble of a nearby river that Saxon instructed me to stop and he removed the blindfold. My first observation was that we were on a much higher ground than I realized as I was looking down over a flowing river cascading through a medley of rocks and boulders. Turn around! I did so and found myself at a loss for words. I was looking at something straight out of a fairy tale. It was a large, sandy brown, three-story gingerbread-style house with a plunging roofline, hand-carved lace trim atop the wraparound porch, sawn balusters, and a stained glass front window. This is abandoned? I asked because with the exception of some decay along the edges of the roofline and some flaking of the exterior paint, it looked well-maintained. Amazing, isn't it? As Saxon led me to the front porch, I was astounded. I expected to see some rotten holes along the porch or some broken windows, but I found nothing of the sort. The house looked as though it had been perfectly preserved like some kind of petrified relic. I could see that the front door was partially ajar and felt compelled to ask Saxon for permission to enter, which he found amusing. Saxon then withdrew a pistol from the back of his pants. My mind was whirling, trying to figure out what the best course of action to take was. Ultimately, I just threw up my hands and said, Oh shit. My reaction sent Saxon into a short laughing fit. <laughs> Relax, boy. While you're doing your thing, I'm gonna see if I can rustle me up a few rabbits for dinner. I calmed myself as I watched the enigmatic Saxon disappear into the brush. That was one unusual fellow, but I didn't care about that. My sole focus was on this astonishing house. As I pulled out my camera and readied it for action, I found myself wondering about how this incredible home could be lost over time, and what happened to the people who once lived here. I was hoping to find some answers to that mystery inside the abandoned house. As I pushed the front door open, I found myself in a grand foyer with marble flooring that was now covered with a thin layer of dust. In front of me was a magnificent red carpeted staircase that ended at a large landing before branching off in two different directions. I was anxious to see what was up there, but opted to start downstairs. I stepped out of the foyer and into a large front room. I immediately noticed the musty smell of the mice that were obviously inhabiting the house. The smell and dusty appearance were really the only things that gave away the fact that the house was indeed abandoned. The first thing that caught my eye in the front room was the very old upright piano. I happened to play and was curious as to what kind of shape it was in, so I sat down and began tickling the ivories. As the sound of Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata eerily echoed through the ancient house, I realized I picked the wrong tune. In this abandoned setting, 
The beautiful tune was nothing other than creepy. But the piano worked quite well, with the exception of a few keys that were out of tune. The room was adorned with an old-style red velvet sofa and matching chairs that were positioned around a gigantic oval fireplace. Above the fireplace was an old black-and-white portrait of a distinguished man and woman. Next to the couple stood a young boy who stared forward in an intense, intimidating way. I like to think that he just had dark brown eyes, and the black and white nature of the picture only made them appear black and evil. But I wasn't so sure. I walked through the hidden pocket doors into the dining room which housed a long mahogany dining table with intricate wood-carved high-back chairs. There was a china cabinet in the corner that was still full of dishes and a fancy silverware set. The table and cabinet were dusty, but otherwise, everything was in surprising condition. This was a literal time capsule. From there I walked down a long white corridor that I assumed led to the kitchen, but I never made it there. I froze when I heard the distinct sound of footsteps on the floor above me. Saxon, is that you? There was no answer, so I returned to the foyer and climbed up the staircase. When I reached the landing at the top of the stairs, I turned right and began walking down a gloomy hallway. Hello? I still got no answer, but I heard the shuffling sound of someone moving around in one of the rooms at the end of the hall. Who's down there? No answer. I stepped to the end of the hallway. On the wall was another one of those old-time portraits of the family. The man and woman held faint smiles, but that boy was just as menacing as ever. He was a little bit older in this portrait. He was wearing a school uniform and was staring into the camera with those dark, psychopathic eyes. There was a room to my left and a room to my right. Both of the doors were closed. I chose the room on the left. I walked into darkness, but was met by a subtle stench of decay. I could hear a few insects buzzing around which made me think an animal had gotten into the room and died. I found my way through the darkness to a window that held thick fabric curtains. When I jerked the curtains open, the room was overwhelmed by sunshine and the source of the decaying stink was revealed. Two human skeletons. From the clothing the skeletons were wearing, I concluded it to be a man and a woman. Otherwise, I couldn't have been sure. The bodies were lying next to each other atop a lush bedspread. My first thought was suicide. Why else would these bodies be so perfectly placed next to each other? But that was just a quick guess. A loud creak from across the hall caused me to jerk my head around. Hey, who's there? Perhaps I should have been frightened, but I expected that the person stirring around in the house to be Saxon. I just wanted to see what he was up to, so I hurried out of the skeleton's bedroom and into the room across the hall. I immediately recognized this as a young boy's bedroom. 
There was a small bed against a far wall and a rocking chair next to it. There were toy airplanes hanging from the ceiling and toy soldiers on a nearby dresser. But what really caught my eye were the newspaper clippings. The farthest wall of the bedroom was basically wallpapered in newspaper clippings. The clippings were in chronological order and were held on the wall with pushpins. The clippings had a theme. They were all missing children reports. Specifically, missing young girls aged between five and nine. There must have been nearly a hundred of them. The earliest dates of the missing reports I saw were in the late 1980s. I followed the timeline of missing child clippings until they stopped at 1999. This was disturbing. What were these? Why the fascination with collecting clippings of missing girls? Why did they abruptly stop at 1999, over 20 years ago? Then I realized I was mistaken. There was one more newspaper clipping farther down the wall. It wasn't a missing child report, that's why I didn't notice it immediately. It was a newspaper article about the escape of a dangerous mental patient who had been suspected of abducting and murdering young girls. I felt my body go numb with fear when I saw the date on the newspaper article. It was yesterday's date. A steady creaking sound from behind me caused me to whirl around. My knees went weak when I spotted a husky man in his early fifties rocking back and forth in the rocking chair. His voice was unnaturally deep and icy, matching his malevolent eyes that I recognized from the portraits on the walls. They were locked onto me. I see you've met my parents. I had to kill them when they found out about my hobby. He motioned to the clippings of the missing girls on the wall. I tried to plead for my life, but no words came out of my mouth, so I ran. I bolted toward the room's door, but the muscular maniac rammed into me, knocking me onto my back. He immediately leapt on top of me and wrapped his gargantuan hands around my throat. This big bastard knew exactly what he was doing. I wasn't going to last long. Two loud gunshots rang through the air and the escaped maniac's grip loosened and he collapsed onto me. His dead weight kept me pinned down until Saxon pushed him off of me and held out a hand to help me up. Lucky for you, I gave up looking for rabbits and came back here earlier than I expected to. I had videotaped the entire ghastly experience. It became one of the most watched videos of all time. That near-death experience has not deterred me from continuing to explore abandoned locations. I just never go without my now good friend Saxon and his loaded gun. We hope you enjoyed the show. We're dying for you to come back for more. <laughs> 
Visit ManiacOnTheLoose.com Sign up for our newsletter and I'll give you some free stuff. We'll see you soon. Very soon. If you're enjoying the podcast and you want to support the show, buy some of my books. I have a bunch of them, and most of them are free with Kindle Unlimited. Don't have Kindle Unlimited? No problem. They're all priced pretty cheap. Go to maniacontheloose.com slash books. If you like what you're hearing, please consider contributing. Any amount helps. Recurring monthly contributions are best of all. Just go to maniacontheloose.com slash support. That's maniacontheloose.com slash support. (laughs) 